This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. As tourism grows in West Virginia and people come here to visit from out of state, the potential for increased taxes on lodging is high. In the month of August of this year, there were 10.6 million in taxable sales and the state collected 638,000 in sales tax on these properties. But renting out homes on Airbnb comes with a cost. That story and more this West Virginia Morning. The State Department of Health and Human Resources has received more than $1 million in federal funds. As Chris Schultz reports, the money will go toward adult mental health. The DHHR's Bureau for Behavioral Health was awarded more than $1.6 million over the next five years for the West Virginia Promoting Integration of Primary and Behavioral Health Care Program. The program is an initiative serving adults with serious mental health illness who have co-occurring physical health conditions or chronic diseases and adults with substance use disorder. Through four partner providers, the program will offer integrated care services related to screening, diagnosis, prevention, and treatment of mental and substance use disorder and co-occurring physical health conditions and chronic diseases to residents of 16 counties. The grant was awarded by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. An upcoming play dives into West Virginia's dramatic women's suffrage vote, as Amelia Nicely has more. When Renata Poor looked into the state's history ratifying the 19th Amendment, which ultimately granted women the right to vote, she was surprised to learn what had gone on in 1920 in the West Virginia legislature. The story, which involves a missing senator gone to California during a deadlocked vote, will come to life in a play this weekend at the Culture Center in Charleston. We hope we can make this story accessible. We hope that young people will come out uh, and think about how important the right to vote is and how much how hard women worked a hundred and some men to work a hundred years ago to make this happen in our country. Poor teamed up with West Virginia playwright Dan Keed and director Susan Mennerly. The show is free and runs October 14th and 15th beginning at 730. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting in Charleston, I'm Amelia Nicely. Mon EMS and the Mountaineer Area Rescue Group are combining resources to improve emergency medical service access to remote areas. Caroline McGregor reports. After nearly 18 months of planning, Mon EMS in Monongalia County has forged a partnership with the Mountaineer Area Rescue Group, better known as MARG, to improve patient care. MARG and MON EMS will share skills and state-of-the-art medical equipment to reach people in remote places like Mason-Dixon Park and the headwaters of Cheat Lake. MON EMS Executive Director Forrest Wyan said the two departments will remain separate entities. He said the partnership came about after both departments realized there was a need to figure out ways to solve problems before they happen. MON EMS will provide training for the Mountaineer Area Rescue Group. We're going to provide training and competency for the Mountain Area Rescue Group folks. So they will be credentialed EMS providers, so they will come to some of our training. Our medical director and our clinical team will sign them off as providers. So these folks are West Virginia licensed EMS providers already somewhere. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Caroline McGregor in Charleston. 
As West Virginia becomes renowned for its outdoor tourism spots, short-term vacation rentals like Airbnbs and Verbos are becoming more in demand. Shepard Snyder has more on how these affect the state and its tourism communities. Companies like Airbnb and Verbo are part of the same gig economy as ride-sharing apps like Uber or food delivery services like DoorDash. They act as online marketplaces that connect property owners with tenants for a short period. They've become increasingly popular as an alternative to hotels, allowing tourists to stay in unique lodgings in the communities they're visiting. Jamie Lopez, a real estate agent based in Martinsburg, has been an Airbnb owner and consultant for six years. I think about 25% my traffic comes from tourism. And when I tell local people that people are actually coming to Martinsburg to be a tourist, it shocks them sometimes. Lopez says the average Airbnb renter tends to be more invested in the community they're staying in, saying they spend more money in town and contribute more to the local tourism economy. The same $100 spent on an Airbnb spends about $100 in town. They spend multiple days in town. It's a huge difference, the traveler that stays in an Airbnb. West Virginia's Secretary of Tourism, Chelsea Ruby, says the state has been monitoring the growth of short-term rentals for some time. She says the state has seen a huge increase in the sales tax revenue from what are called marketplace facilitators like Airbnb since just 2019. In the month of August of this year, there were 10.6 million in taxable sales and the state collected 638,000 in sales tax on these properties. That's an increase of more than 350% since the state began collecting sales tax from these companies three years ago. For the company's part, they've made more than $100 million in in-state revenue over the past year, with around 4,400 vacation rental listings statewide. The popularity of these rentals has gotten such that West Virginia's tourism office has partnered with the rental sharing company Verbo to promote some of the state's tourist destinations. We're clearly one of the fastest growing vacation rental states in the country as far as new rentals coming online. But we're, we're lagging behind in consumer education meaning that we're quickly becoming a vacation rental state, but we haven't told the world that we're a vacation rental state. But the success of short-term rentals across the state's real estate and tourism industries could be putting a strain on local workers, especially in more rural areas. Daniel Eads, associate professor and rural development specialist for WVU Extension, says it makes it harder for workers to find housing in the communities they work in. This ends up causing real problems, right, when when those the, those rental properties that, that folks could afford at, at $750 or whatever are now being used as short-term rentals where the owner can get $1,000 a month. It's not a problem that's unique to West Virginia, but rural communities in the state are seeing the effects. A town hall meeting document from Davis in Tucker County says 30 housing units in the town have been converted into short-term rentals as of last February. The absolute number isn't isn't that high. When your town only has 500 homes, right, that's that's 5% of, of the housing stock that's that's potentially been, been taken out and is being used for, for short-term rental. Property owners converting homes into Airbnbs isn't the sole reason why housing is hard to come by in rural communities. Emily Wilson-Hogger of Elkins-based community development organization Woodlands Development and Lending says it's an issue that dates back to the Great Recession and housing crisis of the late 2000s. The bigger issue is that even at that time, the employers, the major employers and the small businesses were saying they could not find enough 
workers. Everyone we interviewed, every focus group, those employers attributed that to the lack of workforce housing. Old housing stock in a stagnant market led to a shrinking workforce in areas like Tucker County. In 2015, Woodlands launched an assessment of housing needs in the area. The lack of any significant housing being built in the last, you know, 10, 12 years is at play. High construction costs in the area, it's pretty remote. Developable land is really hard to find. State leaders have recognized the issue and are trying to fix it. House Bill 4502 was passed during the legislature's last regular session, which encourages the development of new housing in the communities that need them by offering tax credits to development companies. The bill officially took effect in September, and Chelsea Ruby says the tourism office is working with the Department of Commerce and Department of Economic Development to designate areas in the state in need of more workforce housing. She says it's a way to support these local communities so that they can, in turn, support the influx of tourists. There are a good number of state and federal credits that help with low-income housing. But what we don't have are incentive programs to help with that middle market housing, which is exactly um, where these houses come into play. Wilson Hogger and her team at Woodlands are doing their part to help as well. They've just finished building an eight-unit townhouse project in Tucker County and have plans for a larger workforce housing subdivision in the future. All the things that go into a development like that will just take time because we are targeting this median income range where there's not a lot of public subsidies to support it like there is very for very low-income households. And though housing remains a need, they think they can strike a balance between vacation rentals and providing comfortable long-term housing for the locals that need it. I use Airbnbs when I go on vacation too. You know, we they are a very fun way to experience a community and a destination. They, they can be a really great wealth generator for families. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Shepard Snyder in Martinsburg. That was the fourth story in our radio series, Country Roads, the Mountain State Tourism Economy. Tune in every morning through next week to hear a new story on tourism and the challenges that come with it. Or visit our website to listen to stories you may have missed. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 754. Becoming mostly sunny and breezy today. High temperatures in the 50s and 60s. Clear skies tonight. Lows in the 30s and 40s. And sunny tomorrow with gusty wind. Highs in the 60s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Taurus Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TaurusSaveAlaw.com. Our fall broadcast season of Mountain Stage continues with another fresh episode. One of the featured artists is West Coast bluegrass music pioneer Lori Lewis and her band, with songs from throughout her storied career. As our song of the week, we've chosen Lewis's song, Trees. We stand waiting at the edges of your fields. We stand just waiting for the time. When the plow's bright blade will turn to rust And the earth will heal from the vicious cut We stand waiting at the edges of 
here a moment, then you're gone again, and we will sprout from your foundations and break the bounds between your nations. Though you build your monuments, they will not stand. Would you try to turn this whole world into dust? Don't you know you cannot wrest the land from us? We are patient. We are wrong. And though we fall, our roofs will grow. And you are but the slaves of your We watch you swarm and spawn, build your cities and then move on. We will reclaim what's ours when you are gone. For you are but chaff the wind picks up and carries off again. And we know we Stand waiting at the edges of your fields. We stand just waiting for the time when the plow's bright blade will turn to rust and the earth will heal from the vicious cut. We stand waiting. was Lori Lewis and her band performing Trees on the Mountain Stage. To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Amelia Nicely, Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, David Adkins, Eric Douglas, Jessica Lilly, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.